Welcome to SaltCast. Uh, my name is Bob Turner, and I am the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, or SALT. And again, we have with us today Brett McCaslin with Key to the Kingdom. Welcome, Brett. Bob, thank you. It's good to be with you today. Thank you. I appreciate you taking time to visit with us and to tell us a little bit about the work you're doing. Uh, just real briefly, remind our listeners about Key to the Kingdom and your involvement in that. Right. Key to the Kingdom is a mission effort designed to use mass media to reach as many people as possible with the good news of Jesus Christ. And uh, been with it for about 17 years. I'm the only speaker on the program. And you can find us at keytothekingdom.com. Okay. And we welcome your take a look. Well, I appreciate that. I know our listeners do. And uh, a little bit later, we'll talk yeah. about how folks can contact you through that. Uh, as we mentioned last time, there are two sides to this. There's mm-hmm. a, a national side, a more regional, I guess, out of Amarillo, but through various sources of social media, mass media, uh, people can watch and learn uh, various messages. And I really appreciated the thing that you talked about last time in regards to the timing and the target audience. Yeah of Key to the Kingdom and that that group of folks the, after the Saturday Night Live right. <laughs> trying to help reach folks who are seeking and searching for right. answers in their life and, and providing them with those answers. But there's also the international side yes. of this. And, and I know a big target of that is India right. and the work there. So if you would tell us a little bit about how you got connected to India with this program and, and then we'll kind of build on that from there as, as how that's grown. When I first came on as the speaker for the program, I knew that we were doing some work in India. It was primarily radio. And I thought, wow, that's hard to measure. I don't know where it's going. And I thought, I just need to go. And so 14, 15 years ago, I made my first trip to India and uh, learned so much. In fact, (laughs) I'm still learning every time I go. But I realized radio was not the way to go. And one thing I found out was India has the largest television audience in the world. Interesting. Yeah. You know, they have 1.4 billion people anyway. Well, sure. <laughs> but for a person to have a television, they have to have some money. But here come 10 people from the neighborhood to watch television in the village in which they live. Right. I thought, that's what we need to do. And so through the years, we have been on about three, four different television stations. Right now, we're currently on two. And we broadcast four times total, two times on each station, right? four times a week. Uh, two of them are on Sunday and then at other times during the week. And those broadcasts reach a potential audience of about 30 million people. Wow. Yeah. That's substantial. Both stations are located in Hyderabad, India, okay. which is in the south central part of India. It's the capital of the new state called Telangana. Mm-hmm. which was established about four years back. Um, and that's where we are. We have an office in Hyderabad. And I just thought, there are so many people here. And, you know, and most people know this. India is the most religious nation on the face of the earth. Hmm. So many people, so many gods. Right. And they worship all the gods, and they just add another god to the list of gods they've already got. Right. And so we need to go in there and tell them about the one true god. And people will sit and they will listen for hours on end. On the ground, listen. If I have a 30-minute message, they think that's a (laughs) warm-up. When I go out in these village churches and preach to to them, uh, you know, it's a two-hour deal sometimes. Wow. Hungry. They're hungry for something different. 
than what they've always had. Their forefathers, their parents, their family members, well, you got to worship all these gods. It's, it's 70% Hindu right. in India. And so that's where they're coming from, but they're seeing very little fruit from that, if any at all. Right. And so the futility of worshiping and honoring all of these gods and idols and images has come to the forefront, and the people want something tangible, something real, something that gives them hope. And that's why we are broadcasting so much in India. So I was going to ask you, uh, are you doing the presenting of the material in India and use a translator? Uh, are there local preachers involved in that? Yes, uh, to all of that. Okay. Um, I have a message that I give in a studio in Amarillo, Texas with our producer, great guy, does a wonderful job, Stan Hooker. And I send those DVDs over to India to my good man, a friend for 14 years who's worked with us named Jonathan Ratnam. Okay. He's in Hyderabad. And he takes it to a translator. And he's been through about three translators because he said, well, that one doesn't do a good job. That mm. one missed this or missed that. So he knows what he's doing. Mm. The third most popular language spoken in India is Telugu. Right. And that's the primary language in the south central part of India where we are. Right. And so it's translated into Telugu. It's put on the two TV stations, and it's me in my little long sleeve shirt and a, a vest and a beautiful scene in the background. Got my Bible, and I'm, I'm talking, and my lips are moving, but the words are not English. They are in the Telugu language. And then there's a, a little tag on the bottom to call a local number there in India, Jonathan's cell phone, where they could get... right. Bible studies and Bibles for free. Wow. Yeah. So they're not hearing you. Right. <laughs> but they're watching you. <laughs> it's a voiceover. I, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the old movies. <laughs> right. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> but it's been effective. It has. i tell you what, Bob. Um, recent count, we're averaging between 800 and 900 responses per month for a Bible or Bible study. Wow. Yeah. And we have a network of a half a dozen men in the office who document every phone call. And they have a case of Bibles, of 40 Bibles, and a stack of Bible studies. They get on a bus. They go to the village. They work with the village preacher in that area. And they follow up with all these addresses that they have that people have left when they call in to the, uh, to the office. And, and I know that numbers tell us something. Sure. But they can't tell us everything. That's, right. That's kind of our way of measuring things. And God perhaps laughs at some of our measurements. You know what I'm I mean? Sure. <laughs> but I'm sure. Just for perspective's sake, we, we have, say, 800 responses a month. Last year, we baptized 567 people through Key to the Kingdom just in India. Wow. How awesome yeah. is that? Yeah. Uh, praise God for that. Yes. It, it's not me. It's just the simple message of God's word conveyed in a relative way, in a non-threatening atmosphere, in their language. And they think, yeah, I need something like that. I want to know more. Right. Send me a Bible study. Right. And we have a network of probably 50 to 60 preachers who have at least two congregations apiece. That's just normal in sure. India. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but the congregations are probably 40 to 60 on average. And through that, we work with those preachers with the follow-up material that we provide. And they go and they evangelize their own villages, sure. their own people. 
Which is the way it should be done. I, I think so. The indigenous people of India evangelizing their own people. That's right. So here's the question I want to ask. Okay. Uh, I know that from my own past and work that I've done, and, and a lot of times when people listen to any kind of a presentation or they're listening to a podcast and they're thinking, okay, they're, they're telling me all of the great things that's going on, and, and that's good, and, and people need to hear that. But I also know in working in an international environment, there are challenges. Yeah. So what are some of those challenges that you've experienced with this particular approach in, in the work in India? Um, specifically, we have not had persecution challenges. And that's one of the first questions people ask me. Sure. Uh, I've been there 13 times and fixing to go again in a month. I can count on one hand the times I have had to get in a van and leave immediately because we're in danger. Right. So that's not a primary issue. Uh, right now, what we're experiencing, the new prime minister who's been in office, um, I'm thinking four years plus, he's a hardline Hindu. And he wants the nation of India to be driven back to Hinduism. Sure. So we are experiencing some uncertainty among the people. Uh, my my guy who I work with, Jonathan, has told me in the past, Brett, we're averaging almost 1,000 baptisms a year. Hmm. Well, it dropped to 500 plus. Last year, in 2018, the people are becoming apprehensive. Sure. Because they know if they do that, they may have repercussions from the government because they've left Hinduism. Right. And embraced Christianity. So we're experiencing some of that. There have been some big Christian organizations who have been expelled from India. Uh, Compassion International is no longer there. They got kicked out a couple of years ago. Hmm. Okay. And there's other things like that. So we have to be careful in the way we do things. Now, having said that, they could find me any time they want to <laughs> and pull my visa. Sure. But every year I go, I talk to at least one of the two TV stations we're working with. And I make sure that, that we're good, that we're still doing what we need to do right. for the sake of the authorities. And they tell me, as long as you talk about the Bible and about God and about Jesus and preach the gospel, you're okay. Hmm. But when you start running down Hinduism oh. or Islam, yes, you're gone. And so yeah. what is that? It's just a matter of being respectful sure. of their culture and their nation. And really following a biblical pattern. <laughs> exactly. I sure. mean, it's, it's a pretty simple process. Do you remember Paul over in Acts 17, Mars Hill? He said, I perceive you are a religious people. Look at all these gods and images around here. Let me tell you about the unknown God. Yeah. And that's what I try to do in India. Let, let me just tell you about the God I have yeah. back in America. And I've traveled 10,000 miles to tell you about him. Sure. So I have another question in regards to uh, the leadership component because I mean as we've talked about before we know it it's a challenge in the US yeah. it, it's a challenge in every country around the world where the church exists what do you see as being not necessarily some of the challenges but some areas that need to be addressed and would be helpful in in India the culture of India uh, for the leadership component as it connects to people who are becoming Christians yes that's very important so many people just are baptized, and then then what? And I've asked the question to the preachers for the last several years, that very question. Now what? 
What are you going to do with these new believers? Right. And they have some answers here and there. But what we did, put together a monthly seminar, which we have every month in Syria Pet, about 100, uh, 100 and uh, maybe 100 kilometers away from Hyderabad. It's our school, Hope Leadership School. And we bring in potential leaders and elders from the village churches. We train them in a three-day seminar. We put resources in their hand mm. so they can go back into their villages and help mature and grow those new Christians. Awesome. A couple of years ago, I did eight hours worth of video teaching on spiritual leadership and elders in India. Sent it over there. They got it translated. And again, it's kind of a voiceover. Right. And that is what is shown in those Bible classes. Sure. On those monthly seminars and resources in their hands. They go back somewhat trained to at least provide some kind of initial foundation to be leaders among those churches. That is awesome. And so needed. I mean, yeah. without it, the church won't survive. And to me, that's oh, kind so. of been the, You're right. the why behind a lot of what I'm trying to do with SALT is the survival of the church. That's and right. We, we've just got to put in place those components. And I knew from talking to you that some of those things were being done. And certainly the challenges of a cross-cultural context like right. India uh, and the need there for that. It can't be all me and my resources, but I provide something for them and then they use it and adapt it yes. to their own people, culture, traditions. Yeah. And and it will benefit them and because it'll be theirs. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. So, well, I tell you... <laughs> Time slips by so fast. I'm like, wow, have we already gotten near the end of this? But uh, I want to thank you again. But before we close out, please tell us again uh, about your website right. uh, and what people can find there, how they can contact you, okay. and that they can maybe have you come to their congregation and talk more about Key to the Kingdom Yes, and, uh, and be able to maybe participate in that work. Well, that'd be great. Thank you, Bob. Uh, KeyToTheKingdom.com. Again, it's it's only key, K-E-Y, to the right. kingdom, all one word. Um, you can get all of the lessons that I've done in the past. There's quarterly newsletters there on the website. You can send a personal email to me at B-A-M-K-T-T-K at MSN.com. And yes, we would welcome more partners to join us in, in God's mission field as we go to India and tell people about the good news of God's love. Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate you joining us today. Yes. I uh, love the work that you're doing, and hopefully we'll be able to do more to help promote that work. And Good. Uh, not just what you're doing here in this country, but as well in right. India and yeah. maybe expand around the world. Thank you, Bob, for the invitation to be here. It was my privilege, an honor to, to be with you today, and I wish you all but the very best as you continue work with SALT. I appreciate that so okay. much. And thank you all for joining us. And uh, again, we thank you, Brett, for being a part of our SALT cast today. Thank you.